This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. To find out more, please visit classicalconversations.com. Impeachment Gate 2020! <laughs> yes! What, what's better, hearsay or eyewitness? Hearsay. Wrong. You we got Richard Harris from Truth and Liberty coming on. What? Yes. What? That was good. And what's wrong with you? Join the club. <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree with that. Uh, that good? That's good. That's good. Hey y'all, thank you for joining us. Pastor Toby Chalk Knox, the water boy. It is so good to be in the studio on Friday and Man, not traveling. It's like we're we're home again. here. Yeah, home again. No, it feels good. Home again. Hey! Whoa! That's been a long time. <laughs> just, just, just for being home. I don't even know That's what it means anymore. You're going to spark my PTSD, oh, man. My goodness. <laughs> From what? Basketball? <laughs> what is he? Hey. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Hey, as you guys know, New St. Andrews College, I think early deadline, early application deadline is. They don't I, know. I think it's. As like, you guys know, they don't know. I think it's like That's February. That's why he's telling us. I think it's like February 1st, early application no, deadline. No, it's December. Have you heard that from it's, somebody else who told oh, you well, that? Well, no, there's. I heard there's someone on the phone with their dog. Oh. And that dog heard from a cat. Oh. Heard from. Yeah. From the mouse that he ate. Yeah. Um, that early deadline is in December, dude. Uh, oh, that's right, December first. Early, that's early scholarship deadline. Listen, don't, and then you got don't, the standard deadlines, February first. No, 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 no. And no, no, then no, 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 hearsay no. is more important and helpful. Well, don't don't if you if you want to get into New St. Andrews, don't listen to Gabe's hearsay. Go to the website, which is <laughs> NSA.edu. You don't and, even know the website, so, so do you? Don't, no, I do. I'm just waiting for you to say it. I knew what I was saying. I didn't hear it from nobody else. I saw it myself. Go to the oh, website man. so you don't have to use Gabe's hearsay. New yeah. St. Andrews College is a four-year liberal arts classical Christian college here in Moscow, Idaho. It's one of the mountains. And it, <laughs> well, Gabe. Um, it is. Uh, I went there. I'm a graduate oh, of there. Okay. Um, got my my undergrad. And you're there, all right. And I turned out. But actually, <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of the best things you can do is actually come visit. Oh, and yeah. um, they actually have um, programs for people who um, can apply, and you can actually get your visit paid for. Yeah, was that hearsay? That is straight from the horse's mouth. We got mm. emailed that. Yeah, from uh, yeah, like, something and, Congress doesn't have yet. You no, know, they don't even have a horse. <laughs> um, and uh, but anyways, uh, it, they're uh, you check it out nsa.edu, and we're, we're we you know we got to take back this culture. Yeah, and we need people who who are ready. Their their tagline is build fight yeah and um and so they they want to um graduate um christian leaders who are ready to fight and build yeah amen and um you know and you get to sing you get to study biblical languages uh, you get to um read um the the great works of western civilization theology and apply it to everyday life amen that's really good um we haven't done this in a while but oh. if if Uh-oh. you are a newer listener, I think we maybe need to explain ourselves a little bit. Really? What? Yeah. Okay. We've, we've actually had we a lot trouble? of this last this last six months, we've had tons of new listeners join us. Hey, welcome, guys. Yeah, welcome to the Happy show. Happy to have you here. Cheers. And, and so most of the problems that happen here because of Pastor Toby. What? And so I think we need to explain ourselves. Uh, Our tagline. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, explain, please. It's true. 
I want to know. Toby gets us in all sorts of trouble. Just, Why is it just him? I want to get us in some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, go ahead. Well, you can't do anything until after February or uh, December seventh. What's going to drop on December sixth or is, something? We yeah. don't have plenty yeah. of trouble. After oh, December sixth, you'll be getting us in trouble. <laughs> I, I've already started a little bit. Anyway, go ahead. But as as one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to proclaim the lordship of Christ specifically into politics. Uh, you know, Christians have kind of left that void. We'll talk more about this with our interview coming up. Uh, Christians have left that void, and we want to bring the Lordship of Christ into politics because that's, a, I think, a central area that we need to fill in the gaps where we haven't been focused on. Yeah, we're, we're tired of like the only option being Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, or Glenn Beck, or Glenn Beck, or Fox News, and Fox. I mean, and so like, I mean, and, and whatever good that may be done there, yeah, yeah, it, it's still not bringing God's word to it. So it's look, not Christ. Look, look what I did. I, I brought in. I was going to hit you with that. I brought in the Constitution of the United States. And you put it on the Bible. All right, here, look. Ah, there you go. No, no, the Bible's the foundation. Well, I know. That's what I mean by it, but he doesn't believe that. He doesn't understand biblical symbolism yet. Still working on that. <laughs> My charismatic side. Right? So I it, should. See, though. look, it only stands on the Word of God. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? See that? It's just right there. Right, right, so, right. <laughs> and so one of the things that Politics, we've started. Bible. Is is a club membership for? We actually started this a couple like two and a half years ago. I like the umbrella approach, but that's just me. And right. we started like two and a half years ago because people emailed us and said, "Hey, we want to support you. How guys. can we help? How can we help?" And so yeah, we started. Yeah. We, like, we didn't even advertise like, this. What you want to help? You want to help? Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. So we didn't even advertise it for the first. I say thirty club members. They just email us and say, "How can I help?" And I point them to the link and. And so we started club membership. And that was before, Even before you got anything. Yeah, there was yeah. nothing there. No t-shirts, no coffee mugs, no club content, no portal. Now we actually have a portal with all sorts of good content in there. Mm-hmm. Pastor Toby, uh, Proverbs with Pastor Toby. Which we need to update, by the way. Yeah, we need to. We, we need to add some more now there. Now that we're back in town, let's yeah, get We're working on going. Gary DeMar, God in Government. Yep. We have some backroom uh, interviews. Elite Execution. Spice, elite Execution. Um, I got a film on baptism in there. Oh, oh, baptism right. is uh, baptism not, not enough. enough. John Crawford, uh, hey, it's a good film. Yeah, so a bunch Connected of John's bunch of content. Yeah. You also get some freebie stuff, right? When yeah. you join, depending on what, depending on the level, that you come in. yeah, depending on the love. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. in the more, also, in the, go ahead. Oh yeah, pint glasses while supplies last. We still got a few of these left. Yep. And our new top. Oh wait, we don't have one of these. We don't have one okay. of those. Some, but you can, get, can you get a sticker and put it on one? <laughs> yes, you can yes, order you a sticker can. from our website. Actually, oh, yeah. cool. And you can also so, get oh, a bunch of other merch. Yes, from our website, yeah. shop.crosspolitic.com is actually. Where you and go. you go to crosspolitic.com and, and get. I mean, Christmas shopping. Oh man. I mean, are you Christmas shopping? Someone, someone, someone ordered coffee yesterday. Some? We haven't talked about our coffee in a long oh, time. Hey, hey, watch this. Yep, is that our coffee? <laughs> so it's bad. Good, oh, All that to say is. Uh, be praying for us. We have a lot going on this next year that we want to accomplish. We'll be rolling some stuff out, hopefully, Lord willing, in January. We're hoping. And and the more club members we get, the more we can do. So please, uh, I mean, we want to compete with Fox. That's well, where actually, we're going. Actually, my, That's goal, where we're going. my goal is for the House to have an inquiry hearing on us. Yes, ooh, there ooh, we go. Ooh, ooh. Right, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Right, that would be. That's yeah. the goal. That's the goal. Come on, Pelosi. Yeah, bring us, bring us. <laughs> I, I, you know, Ooh, after December six, I me. think Founders is going to beat us to that. <laughs> All right. So the big news this week is impeachment gate. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. uh, they've brought. To, so the House passed an inquiry to where they can now walk through impeachment process with Trump. Okay, and they're doing this on the basis of a phone call he had with the Ukraine president in July. Yeah, and that phone call said, "Hey, President Ukraine, uh, President Ukraine, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> hey, President uh, Ukraine. And, and during the phone call, 
He asked the president. You must be Trump's cousin. To look. <laughs> president Ukraine, whatever. Uh, and he asked the president to check in on some things that he saw fishy with with Biden. So right. he, he referenced it. Yeah. And the Democrats are trying to tie that to foreign aid that he uh, canceled the week before that call. Okay. So so President Trump, the week or, it was a week or two before the call, uh, denied Ukraine some foreign aid and or said they aren't going to pay it. And then he had this call with them asking right. the week or two later asking mm-hmm. about Joe Biden. Okay, investigate some fishy stuff going on, Joe Biden. But um, and we'll get to there. Uh, actually, a lot of this I think started happening in 2014. If you guys, wait, wait, I, wait, that's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. It's five years ago, right? So if you guys remember 2014, um, Obama's uh, president, Obama's president, Hillary Clinton is Secretary of State. Yeah. So she's touring around the the world, right? Being our liaison between her uh, the president, okay. and she brokered. I, I think it's actually more probably Bill Clinton, but she brokered a uranium deal with Ukraine. So between the United States and Ukraine, the, between the United States and Ukraine. So you, you, United States sent a bunch of uranium over there and they gave us a bunch of cash. Okay. They gave uh, us cash they or gave, uranium. They gave us cash. Hmm. Okay. And, but there's, it's, I think it's all connected because there, there's been so much, the Ukraine's kind of been used as the, the, the recycling money back to our favorite friends, uh, nation. So, we call that laundering. Laundering money. Yeah, that's that's even a better way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> right? And and because uh Joe Biden's son was on the uh there's the a big energy uh, utility company in Ukraine. He was making at it was reports from 50,000 to about 160,000 a month serving on the board of this Ukraine of this You're Ukraine securing that bag. Hey, yeah. ooh, it's nice. That bag. That's nice. And and this is all going on during the Obama administration. Okay. And then if you remember Hillary Clinton, and this is connected, in 2015, 2016, it was actually 2016, where uh, Hillary Clinton paid a foreign private investigator to put together the dossier files, Mm -hmm. which became the basis for bringing charges electioneering with Russia, uh, Trump and Russia in cahoots about electioneering, about election fraud. Right. And so the dossier files became the basis where they went to the FISA's judge to be able to get... Uh, um, uh, Snoop uh, 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 the, through the approval process to be able to uh, do an investigation on Trump uh. and his uh, and all his staff, basically right, right, people right. involved in the election process. Everybody's okay. connected to him. Everybody's right. connected to him, and so that's what was going on in Russia. Oh, oh, oh uh, President Trump through this whole process actually believes Hillary Clinton's um, hard drive was actually is actually in Ukraine right now. Yeah. So you remember. Do, you remember Hillary Clinton's hard drive disappeared? I mean, I mean that's and all a, stuff. Just just as possible as anything else. It, it really it is. Yeah, I mean, it really is. A lot of people think doubtful, but okay, why not? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everybody you see, keeps going back to Ukraine. So yeah. this the, Russia this is, Ukraine thing, and then you remember Russia took over Crimea, took Crimea away from Ukraine during the Obama administration. I, there's something there. I don't quite know what's how that's connected. Yeah, but just but the hearsay is enough. Though. So yeah, just, hearsay, just point it out. Hearsay there. was good. Yeah, yeah the hearsay is enough. But, to point it out there. but <laughs> I heard something had to do with Crimea. But um, uh, Russia took Crimea from Ukraine. Um, like brought their troops yeah. and took it away. Yeah, just so took it. There's something going on there. Um, and so that brings us to the impeachment hearings here in 2019. We're now now bring forward 2019, and and Trump. Uh, the impeachment hearing started two days ago. And and I think it, it we got a couple of videos that we're going to be playing for you 
where it it it's just and what and what's really and what's at hand here is a quid pro quo that President Trump basically talked to President Zelensky, who is the president of Ukraine. President Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, President Ukraine, yeah. and and asked yeah. for him to investigate his opponent in the presidential uh, candidate he, for uh, yeah. President Joe Biden, Joe Biden yeah. Yeah. you know, so that he can get dirt on him during the time of election. So they're assuming that he did a quid pro quo in order to be able to get Biden out of the race. And, yeah. and the, the, the thing here that's uh, – I'm trying to read up on some people who are uh, conservatives who think that he should – is maybe impeachable. I've, right, I've been right. trying to because I, I just I just can't get my head around it because it looks crazy to me. Right. Um. It, it. Um. But but part of the question I guess would be so at what point does something become? Um. There's a difference between this is in the interest of America. Right. Um. To do business with this foreign country. Um. And, and it would be uh, more in our interest to do business with you if your goals and your functions and your processes are in line with ours more. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. Because well, Biden did that. It doesn't make sense for us to to, to be um, uh, brokering deals with North Korea. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, unless they're going to like shut down their nuclear program. Yeah, exactly. In which case, is that a quid pro quo? Well, yes, but it's yeah. in line with it. But, but, but Biden it's proved it's okay, in line though. with our national interests. But, but the, yeah, but yeah. so but the difference I think that people are trying to say is there's a difference between national interest and, and, per, and personal interest. Yeah, yeah, and they're right. saying and, and so at some point there is um, something that would be inappropriate about a president getting personal kickbacks. Right. Oh, sure. absolutely. Right. From yeah. a, from a foreign country. Like Joe Biden's son so, was getting. So I just want to make sure that, that we're being clear that we acknowledge that that category exists. Yeah. It is very unclear, though. Um it's it's in a fuzzy area to say well just because he's his political rival um what was he doing well he was he, he's um he was making sure that his son was getting a bunch of money what's well, corruption yeah. While, yeah. while he was um vice, vice president, president uh-huh. um that's corruption that's right. and if that goes up into the upper echelons of of ukrainian um, government, yeah. then that's a problem right. for doing business yeah. with them and and we have joe biden vice president biden on the mic Saying the quid pro quo deal about, back about, in two thousand about something else, right? right. But that was a lawyer. In line There's a lawyer with... that was that uh, Joe Biden wanted fired, right? And told the Ukrainian president before he walked up on stage, right. "Hey, you." And we showed that, that clip. We shared that clip. Yeah. Yeah. Fire that lawyer. But that's we're throw to whole what you're right. saying. It was yeah. in line with an American uh, with an American idea, right? And the point being, if that's okay, if Biden says that's in a line with American interest to have that lawyer fired, mm-hmm. yeah. Then you surely you don't want a candidate running for president that is corrupted right. in the same way. Right. So, Where his son's making so all sorts of money. Equal weights him. and yeah. measures right. is the point here, yeah. people. Yeah. And if if Biden's clear, then Trump's clear. It, yeah. it would yeah. seem even if Trump is kind of sloppy at points. Yeah. So here, here we go. This is from the first day of impeachment hearings. What interest do you believe he was uh, promoting, Mr. Kent? I believe he was looking to dig up political dirt against a potential rival in the next election cycle. Ambassador Taylor, what interest do you believe he was promoting? I agree with uh, Mr. Kent. But Republicans had their own plan of attack, pointing out Taylor and Kent never spoke to Trump directly. You weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Lindsey's call? I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president? That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 none of that important. Those two guys, one was the ambassador to Ukraine and the other was deputy assistant secretary to the European 
um, countries. Okay. And so they're both heavily involved in the foreign affairs that's going on over there. Ah. And they don't have a seat at the table either, do they? They don't. Because ah, Trump kind of he's cutting because well, they're I think they're previous Obama appointees. But so in the first question that the gal asked them, well, who's the he is the he Trump? The he is Trump. Okay, he is Trump, yeah. okay. So the, they so she's trying to say, what's your interest? What do you think his interest was? Right. Yep. And they're talking about the phone call. That's right. Right. And there's they're saying digging up uh, dirt on a political rival. Yes. yes. And then the Republicans come back and say. Um, so were you on the phone call? No. Did you ever talk to them? Have no. you ever met Have Trump? Have you even met the Trump? No. The president? Can no. I, can I just say something too? These are star witnesses. These are the main Those, guys, are, the, right? those are the witnesses they got for, the first day. For, first day star, this is not the whistleblower. So, no, no, no. no. But, right. But no. these are star witnesses yep. still nonetheless. So yep. the first day yeah. you come out swinging. Yeah. Yep. You should. Right? You should. You come yeah. out swinging. This is yeah. like the, but, everything I saw on the news was yeah. Breaking news. This right. is explosive information. Right. Bombshell. Bombshell. Yeah. 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 Well, um, and it's hearsay. And it's hearsay. Yeah. It's hearsay. Let me get this. Investigation President Trump wanted, wanted was done in what you have described as an irregular channel involving Ambassador Sondland and Volcker. And they tasked the take on Ukraine policy by the president. Isn't that correct, Mr. Kent? That would be my understanding. Ambassador? The same. Uh, and, and if it gets to close uh, primer on hearsay, I think the American public needs to be reminded that countless people have been convicted on hearsay because the courts have routinely allowed and created needed exceptions to hearsay. Hearsay can be much better evidence than direct, as we have learned in painful instances, and it's certainly valid in, in, in this instance. Well, gentlemen, yield because none of those exceptions would apply to this testimony. Uh, <laughs> so he, he's he's saying that sentence and he's he can't even keep a straight face he knows that hearsay is not better what, than eyewitness uh, testimony what what exceptions is he talking about I, I think he's actually speaking to how our judicial system probably is working I, right I mean, now i mean i mean i mean i this is why we have the yeah. film the 13th that's coming out yeah. to show yeah. that we have some issues inside of our judicial system that it's enough yeah to start doing, and if that's true, and I think he might be, I want to say not a hundred percent right on this, but if that's something that if one of our highest officers can hold and believe, and say that with a straight face, that, he didn't have a straight face though. He, uh, he smirked a little but, bit, but <laughs> that shouldn't even be something somebody like him should even say. Oh yeah, right. Like, well, and who wants to be convicted on that? Right, right. Well, remember, they're for the Me Too movement, right? Like, which they're, is, they're yeah. for which is lynching, just, which is justice by hearsay. Yeah. Which is That's not exactly justice. Right. Which is ju- you know lynch box. That should yeah. that should make every black Democrat shake. Yeah, isn't that isn't it just ironic that in the middle of he like did it again. we we posted uh, uh, when we posted the uh, um, the lynching bill that got passed. Yeah, oh yeah, right. isn't it ironic that in the same like basic breath? Yeah, we've been we've been saying um, you know hearsay is legitimate. And, and, then, and lynching is bad. And lynching is bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's that the that's yeah, the kind that's of um, yep. um schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I we keep, have. I keep saying this, and I don't think people hear me. The ones who are gonna suffer from this type of thinking yes. are always gonna be the minorities yeah. in this. The people who are the, weaker. The, the, yeah. This eventually gets up yep. to suburb areas, but it starts from the ones who yep. really are weaker right. and don't have the same defenses, don't have the yeah. same ability to get lawyers in the same way. Yep. It it's that is the last thing I want anyone who is at a position of, of, of authority and power to be thinking. It's, uh, yes, the Bible requires clearly over and over again that everything be established by two or three witnesses. Yeah. Um, 
hearsay is not an acceptable admitted form of testimony. Um, uh, There may be lesser secondary um, corroborating roles that that somebody um, can establish through that, but it's not um, testimony. It's not witness. It's not um, a a threshold that actually um, uh, establishes credibility. I want him to present those cases because I think everybody else needs a retry. Yeah, probably so. He's talking about here's here's the central problem here with Nancy Pelosi. When we hear, we see the hearing yesterday, a lot of questions about impeachment. We talk about three distinct things that arrive at power, things that could go into articles of impeachment. Why would the public not think that the House is dead set on a course to impeach the president when all of this milieu is going on? Well, all this milieu is a seeking of the truth. It's called an inquiry. And if the president has something that it is exculpatory, Mr. President, that means you have anything that shows your innocence, then uh, he should make that known. And that's part of the inquiry. And uh, so far, we haven't seen that, but we welcome it. And uh, that's what an inquiry is about. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you serious? That's what. So Nancy's saying he needs to prove he's innocent. Trump, if you have anything that establishes your innocence, then we are open to that. But what judicial system are we under? Right. What well, otherwise we presume he's guilty. That's right. Um, I, I'm Darren Stid, who's inside of our chat room. If you're a cross politic, uh, club, club member, yeah. you get a chance to come and watch and the whole watch the, the live sauce. recording yeah. of the show. He just said that basically what they just said was that our judicial system is corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're saying right. it out loud. They're just saying it out loud. Yeah. And as much you as you need going, hearsay. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to prove yourself innocent. And so uh. <laughs> um, basically. While we're looking for corruption at Trump, right? What are they doing? They are showing us just how corrupt we actually are. Right. right. So, 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 <laughs> so the very thing, the very thing that they're accusing Trump of doing, yes, looking for dirt on a political opponent. Yeah. The House is doing. The House Democrats are doing out in broad daylight. Wow. Saying he's guilty already. He's, guilty. he's already guilty. Yeah. He needs to prove his innocence. And, and we're going to we're going to we're going to work through all these this testimony to see if we can find some more dirt. Um inter- a couple of interesting things about this. Um first of all, um the the Democrats have just shifted the language that they're actually using from quid pro quo because Yeah, yeah. That, that's gone. That didn't people, work. People don't know Latin and it's and it's and it really doesn't work. <laughs> Um, but uh, because they didn't go to a classical Christian school like Logos mm-hmm. or, Logos or New St. Andrews called yeah. or Logos online or classical mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, also because it doesn't actually fit the language of the Constitution oh. regarding impeachment. The Which pre- is what this little book is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Article okay. 2, Section 4, the president, vice president and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for the conviction of treason, bribery. Or other high crimes and misdemeanors. So they've, they've just shifted to bribery. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. What's also interesting, of course, is that part of that shift happened after they uh, they commissioned a poll to be done among constituents to see which word would pe- work better. Would work better. Ah. <laughs> so they did quid pro quo, and I think they did bribery, and they well, did they did something else, and they came. It turned out that most people thought that bribery sounded the worst. Wow. And most impeachable. Well, yeah. And so now the, the Democrats are, you know, finger in the wind justice. Yeah. What can we get them on? Bribery. Oh, uh, bribery. The problem We're is, going with bribery. is that the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, didn't even know that the money was being withheld. Yeah. That yeah. was never anything in part of the conversation. Right. And he didn't feel, he says, I didn't feel any pressure whatsoever right. Right. to have to do anything. Right. Yeah. So in order for bribery to work, right. that's kind of what you're holding against somebody. If you yeah. don't do this. But, I don't do that. Right. And which is why the guy says, the in this case, 
the hearsay. Uh, the eyewitnesses are not as helpful as the hearsay. Oh. <laughs> but what we need to yeah. do is we need to play the telephone game. Yeah. President Zelensky is not helpful to us. <laughs> what what he thinks he heard is not helpful. One more thing on this. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, Rand Paul um, tweets out, um, particularly with regard to the whistleblower. Yeah. Uh, that Trump ought to have the right to face his accuser. Yep. And some of the pushback on that is, and, and Rand Paul um, actually bases that on the Bill of Rights, Article 6. Um, and Article 6 in the Bill of Rights says, all criminal prosecutions, uh, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Mm-hmm. Now, um, David French in particular, conservative reformed Christian PCA dude, um, uh, is, is went kind of ballistic on this saying, no, this doesn't apply at all. Rand Paul, you're crazy. Now, uh, what people are doing is in some places trying to make some kind of weird distinction between a proper criminal trial and an impeachment inquiry. Yeah. And saying, no, that doesn't apply. Right. Um, and, and, and somehow make some kind of hard and fast um, right. rule here. But I, I just don't think that's possible. And Christians shouldn't think this way. Right. Um, now, do we have to follow, you know, cross all the T's and dot all the I's the exact way that they do in a courtroom for yeah. all other situations? No. But the principles of justice found in the word of God apply to all situations, right? That there is a presumption of innocence, um, two or three witnesses, the right um, to cross-examine those witnesses, um, which includes the right to face your witnesses and to produce your own witnesses. Um, All of that is just straight out of the Bible. Evidence. And, and, (laughs) And there's no place in which you say, oh, that just, you know, that only applies in a capital C criminal thing. No. It applies in our homes. That's right. Right? If, yep. if fathers, right. you need to be living out justice in your home with your kids. Right. Um, when you, when, but it's not a courtroom, Toby. <laughs> right. But yeah. that's what yeah. I want to say to David exactly. French. I would yeah. say, yeah. But, but Brother French, right. um, it applies everywhere. Yeah. Um, the right to cross-examine, the right to face accusers. Yeah. Um, this, um, this is um, an important part of Christian biblical justice. And we don't know that it should be applying in the church yeah. um, when accusations are brought, you know, to, you do not accept an accusation against an elder except by two, two or three, three witnesses. witnesses. That's in first Timothy five. Yeah. Um, and anyways, why, why is our criminal justice system so screwed up? Why is our house so screwed up? Yeah. Because the church is so screwed up yeah. because yeah. Christian families are so yeah. screwed up. Yeah. We left the word of God behind. We are the ones that embraced the lynch mob. Yeah. We are. The, I mean, me too. Yep. Um, That's right. Now, church too. Yeah. all this, all this nonsense, this, and it's, and we are just, we're the ones being taken for a ride Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we are the salt, we're supposed to be the salt and the light. You yeah. know, the, the only good thing that I can see coming out of this impeachment process is that the, the Congress isn't actually working right now. That's the only thing. Yeah, that they I, can't yeah. do anything else. Yeah. Right. I, am so, yeah. I am so exactly. happy that they're so busy and tied up with this, that they're not destroying America hey, in any other way. I like how you kept us to a real tight 18 on that. That <laughs> yeah, was no, great. No, no, man. Don't worry. The third segment would be tighter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just said, I'll take it from somewhere, you know, zero sum game, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, when we come back, Richard, oh, what's, I forgot his last name. Richard Harris. Richard Harris on Cross Politics. We're talking yeah. about the seven Richard mountains. Richard Ukraine. Uh, no, okay. Sorry, Richard. Oh, boy. Dal- More Cross Politics. Dal- Dal- when we come back. Delight. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum 
local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. You should introduce Tentacore real quick. I meant to tell you about that. Oh, oh, oh thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Tentacore. Yeah. Tentacore provides uh, concealment products yeah. for those of you who carry and who wouldn't carry. Especially in yes. Idaho. Right? Yes. Go to Tentacore. Dot com forward slash cross politics. Okay, there you go. That support was the, the people sh- who support that us. That was the shout out. With us on the line right now, Mr. Richard Harris. He graduated from Karis Bible College School of Ministry in 2015. Before coming to Karis, he earned a degree in political science from Oklahoma State University in Oklahoma. He, I didn't know that. I didn't know Oklahoma. Hey, hey quit it. Quit mm. it. Stop it. T- stop <laughs> it. Go, go. Go Pokes. That's all I know. <laughs> He's hook him, horns. Hook him. <laughs> Juris doctorate degree from Cornell Law School in 94, magna cum laude. He practiced law at all levels of state and federal courts for 20 years, including a case before the United States Supreme Court. Watch mm. out, boys. Okay. Richard mm. served for several years as the legal counsel for the Oklahoma Conservative Political Action Committee. He's pastor of Grace and Faith Bible Church in Woodland Park, Colorado, where he enjoys uh-huh. teaching God's word with a focus on the love of God, our identity in Christ, and the power of the Spirit. He's married to Donna, uh, also 2014 CBC graduate, and together they have three kids. Hey, hey uh, Richard, you baptized those kids? Yes, sir. Hey. Did I do it myself? Hey. They are baptized. Oh, praise God. Praise the Lord, yeah, Richard. Amen. Did, did you do it while they were babies? I, they were not babies. <laughs> well, Richard didn't do his um, he didn't do his homework. Rick, See, we're Presbyterian. Rick, Richard, he he asks everybody that question, yeah. so you just have to pardon Knox. I, right. I forgive you, hey, Richard. That's all right. Richard, thank you so much for being right. on Cross Politics. Thank you. Hey, I'm really glad to be with you guys. Um, before you jump in, Pastor, okay. I just uh, I just want to offer. See, Richard can't see our screens right now. I just want to offer Richard a sincere apology. Um, <laughs> the picture that Gabriel decided to use of you. Is not up to the standards that we usually use of pictures of people. So I just want to apologize to you right now. No, it looks um, good. Richard uh, looks good. You look good, Richard. We just, we're but just sorry. Gabe, Gabe, Gabe's from Texas. Man, you're, you're scaring me. <laughs> yeah, me and you both, brother. Yeah, well, hey, I'll edit the horns off. The, the long horn, hook just, them horns. Just because he's from Oklahoma. Oh, no. Oh, no. Gabe. Oh, uh, well. Uh, Richard, we're so glad to have you on, and, we, and we're looking forward to talking to you about uh, what uh, what y'all are doing there at uh, Truth and Liberty, the um, uh, found, what, it's the CFA Foundation. What's it called? Uh, Truth and Liberty Coalition. There we go. And uh, but before we jump yeah. into that, um, uh, we we wanted to we, we, we so we're reformed Christians. A bunch of us grew up um, under uh, Francis Schaeffer. And um, and in, and and he uses the phrase seven mountains, uh, um, these areas of uh, cultural engagement. And um, and so we were hunting around for people to talk to about this, found you guys. You guys use the same phrase. And then we started doing some other Googling and turns. Well, yeah. Well, I, and, and you and you and, and Chuck has grown grew up, up in kind of I, I grew up in a charismatic 
Yeah. You know, you heard, this, you heard this phrase I, before. Yeah, well, not just heard. Yeah, absolutely. We heard this phrase before, but also part of my work when I was working at Wretched was a researcher and a producer. Yeah. And so one of the people that we came across, the group of people that we came across was the new apostolic reformation. And they used And we this started term. getting nervous. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I got extremely nervous because I was like, well, I know that that group over there is, for the most part, pretty heretical. You know, <laughs> they have some Christology issues. And even right. though they come up alongside of me in some of the dominion idea and the gospel spreading throughout the world, the way that they get there is scary. <laughs> and so when I saw that we were talking about the seven mountains, I was like, who's Richard and what do you want? <laughs> 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 yeah. So can you well, you know, I'm al- not, alleviate our concerns? Yeah. Well, sure, sure. Um, so yeah, our purpose here at the Truth and Liberty Coalition yeah is to equip uh, believers um, to um, uh, carry out the Great Commission of Jesus Christ uh, in the context of the Seven Mountains of Cultural Influence. And so um, for us, the the Seven Mountains, uh, when we use that term. It's simply a metaphor. Uh, it's a metaphor for the fact that in all of human culture and society, really across boundaries and borders, uh, there are m- seven main arenas of human activity or influence um, where ideas and thoughts uh, are uh, communicated and uh, developed and, and transmitted. So um, we feel that uh, in certainly in Western culture, in America and in, in Western Europe, over the last uh, you know, we could we could quibble about dates, but probably over the last um, eighty years, uh, that the the church uh, in general uh, has withdrawn from mm-hmm. the arenas of influence, yep. the seven mountains in our culture mm-hmm. and society, um, because of wrong thinking about what the Great Commission is and about how to carry it out, uh, and and for other reasons. But uh, but we we hope to uh, restore understanding in in the church of the necessity and the importance of engaging in all areas of influence in, in culture and society because we're commanded to uh, go and teach all nations. And um, that, that command, go, means we go. It doesn't mean we <laughs> gather together in our own little groups and cliques and just have church together. And it's not just it's not only a geographic commandment, like go to every ge- geographical location, but go into every area of human culture and society. And uh, we believe that the Word of God uh, contains truth uh, that applies in every area of human activity. Um, uh, God has something to say about business. He has something to say about government. He has That's something right. to say about family, about uh, entertainment and celebration and so forth. And um, his principles and truth need to be applied in those arenas as well as in the uh, what we call the mountain, if you will, of religion, um, which is, uh, uh, of course, the tallest of the mountains, as Isaiah says. But but that's kind of what we're what we're about and how we use that terminology. So so are, do you uh, just to kind of make some clarification with when the new apostolic reformation uses those terms, they're using those terms as a eschatological reality that once they conquer one of the, all these mountains that therefore then they uh, usher in Christ coming back. Once those mountains are conquered, are you guys using it in the same mm-hmm. way once we conquer those mountains that, okay, Christ is going to return at that point? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's not how we're using those terms. I, I don't, we don't really use them, the seven mountains concept in an eschatological sense at all. Uh, I don't see that as having any, any real connection to the return of Christ. Hmm. Um, so I guess also too with this apostles and prophets, 
are they the ones who are helping usher this in? And I guess though they kind of think of these three streams, these three rivers that run through that are um, kind of bringing in the kingdom as well. They think, uh, I think it's in Kansas, IHOP is one of those. Uh, Toronto is another river. I guess the question really is, are you guys associated yeah, in one know, way with a, a new episode reformation? No, you guys, you know, we're not associated with uh, that organization. Okay. I, I'm, I know who IHOP is and Mike Bickle and so forth, yeah. uh, but we don't really have any affiliation with them either. And I'm not really that up to speed on what he teaches on, on the subjects that you're referring to. So yeah. I, I sure hate to, to comment on it one way or the other, but I, I, we don't use the terminology in that way. That's helpful. Uh, That's really helpful. Test pass. We feel better. (laughs) Hey, so you mentioned um, about 80 years ago, something happened to where the church kind of uh, uh, stopped engaging or stopped applying the gospel to Mm. practical, um, you know, to the seven mountains, basically. What what happened? Yeah. So uh, just so you know, I'm having just a little bit of trouble uh, hearing you guys, but I think what you're asking is – what what happened in our society? What happened in our culture? What happened right. in the church? Yeah. In right. the way we think yeah. uh, that caused us to withdraw. Um, that's right. And that that's a huge question. Um, but essentially, um, uh, the church uh, allowed a concept of compartmentalization to enter in, and we began and and uh, we began to think of church as something we do. Um, you know, inside the four walls of our, our mm. building. And, uh, I think, uh, I think there were some, instead of being, you know, going out into culture and sanctifying all human activity with the, with the presence of the Lord and the Word of God, which is what happens when those, each one of us has his temple and carriers of his spirit, carriers of his word. When we go and we live out according to his word in the midst of the world, um, uh, you know, in boldness communicating the gospel, then, then we have that, that effect of, of sanctifying, uh, human activity mm. and teaching all nations to obey all things whatsoever he's commanded. And, um, so, so what, what has caused this retraction by the church? What, what has, where's this come from? Mm-hmm. Well, um, first of all, I think, um, uh, my guess is, and my belief is, historically, in the Second Great Awakening, there was uh, is a great revival, probably uh, second only in, in power and influence to the First Great Awakening. Um, but out of the Second Great Awakening, as you guys may know, there came um, uh, evangelicalism and Adventism. And so... Uh, and which, a number of false uh, religions. Yeah. Which yeah. I... I adhere to both of those. Uh, I believe in in evangelicalism and and uh, winning people to Christ, and and people need to make a personal decision and express their faith in Christ and be born again. I also believe in Adventism that Jesus Christ is returning to this world and to this earth to um, to judge on this earth, uh, to judge and to rule and reign. And but um, those concepts have 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 not been balanced properly mm-hmm. against God's care care and concern and love for the present world and for humanity now and and so we a lot of people have somewhat of an escapist mentality a lot of Christians have an escapist mentality where it's like well um, I read the book of Revelation and it looks like the Antichrist has taken over and things are going to heck in a handbasket <laughs> and we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to add to the mix the pre-tribulation rapture, the pre-tribulation rapture concept, which um, 
um, you know, we don't really talk a lot about around here at Karis and so forth, but I think that that causes, all those things working together, cause Christians to develop an escapist mindset. Yeah. And so what do we, what's important, guys? Well, winning souls. Well, yes, I agree. Winning souls is important, but that's only the first step in making a disciple. Right. And we've been commanded to make disciples, not just converts. And so um, we think if we get somebody born again, then we're done. But but no, we're, we're called to make disciples of all. And in fact, not just disciples of individuals, but disciples of nation. nations. That's right. Yeah. So Jesus said, go and teach all nations. And so, uh, you know, and when he comes, it says in Matthew, Matthew 25, he's going to gather all nations before him. Yeah. So God cares about nations. And so um, those forces, and then when you add in uh, the rise of, of Marxism, evolutionism, Ooh. and secular humanism, all yeah. these isms that developed in the 19th century, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and those forces in culture began to spread, and they were pushing against Christianity and saying, well, worship, your belief in God is a private matter. That's something for you to express mm-hmm. privately. Go into your four walls and do it, and we won't interfere with you, but let us have the schools. Let oh. us have the business. Don't oh. talk about God in business. Don't talk about God in government. There's no place for this. Well, wow. the church has, in some circles we fought, but in most circles we don't. Wow. And and then and then politically, what happens? Uh, well, one of the worst laws that ever was passed was the Johnson Amendment in 1954, which says that uh, 501c3 organizations uh, cannot um, right. endorse candidates. Candidates, and that there's a lot of misperception about what that law requires and prohibits. But the concept of oh, pastors have no role in politics is a poison that has spread throughout the body of Christ in the Western world. Wow. And with all of those things combining together, we find ourselves um, alone and ineffective uh, in, in the terms of co- uh, culture and engaging culture. So when we talk about Seven Mountains, we're talking about it as, hey, church, wake up, get involved, get engaged, and be salt and be light everywhere in the world. That is, that's really good. Wow. I'm so, uh, so be preaching. I wanna, I wanna, Give it a second. Let that breathe, Gabe. Glowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what to do with that. So one of the mountains is education. And so to, yes, pu- to push this practically let's into the a, corners. Let's get a list of the mountains and okay. how we engage well, yeah. them. First of all, we, I, I we summarize the mountains. Yeah, what are the seven okay. mountains? Summarize it for us, Richard. What are the seven mountains? Oh, man, this is a, a memory test. Pop, pop um, quiz. Okay, pop quiz. So the, the first and highest mountain is the mountain of religion. And in that mountain, of the course, church. the gospel is preeminent. The second uh, mountain is the mountain of family. Uh, and then uh, you have the mountain of government, mm-hmm. the mountain of business, mm-hmm. the mountain of education, mm-hmm. the mountain of uh, arts and entertainment. Some people call it celebration. Mm. And then uh, the media is the seventh mountain. Mm. He had to Google it, so, but he got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's that? I'm just joking. He said you had to Google it, but that's oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always leave one of them off. Yeah, no, you yeah. did good. That was great. Okay, so so one of the mountains is education, and and I think this is one of the central mountains where Christians particularly have failed and been duped in at, at the same time. And so we we give our kids over to public education, and for K through twelve, and which ends up being I think, sixteen K through sixteen, yeah, K through sixteen, K through college. And and so just K through twelve, if you do that, I think uh, the education system gets something like fourteen thousand hours with your students during that time, 
and dad might get 2,000 hours during that time at nights and weekends kind of stuff. Yeah. Through the whole process. So um, we're giving our kids over to education system that hates God, that that um, preaches evolution, that, that has a whole discipleship uh, curriculum, and we're losing our kids to public education. Is is one of the things that you guys recommend is taking kids out of public education? Well, that's a really good question, um, and 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 we don't uh, we don't really state you know an official opinion on that. I think that um, it depends on the situation, the circumstances. Um, I think every parent uh, needs to number one understand what their what their uh, duty is to their children, and the first duty of a parent is to protect the child, um, and 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 to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so, if they cannot do that successfully with their child in public school, then they need to take them out. Um, we have done mostly homeschooling with our kids. Uh, we have done some uh, Christian private schooling, and then uh, we've done just a little bit of public school. But uh, like our youngest right now is in a public school. Uh, he's only nine, but we are watching it like a hawk, and probably he won't be there much longer. Um, so I think it depends on the school that you're connected to and the, the the family and all that kind of thing. But but yeah, you're right. Public uh, education is um, a disaster uh, as, as a whole right now, and uh, it's a it's an indoctrination laboratory for ungodliness and and uh, atheism honestly richard how much time do you guys um spend or how much teaching do you do on um what the bible actually says about um um what god has assigned to different jurisdictions so so you t- we talk about these you know these seven hills but one of the major problems in our culture is that some of these hills think they own the other hill. That's right. Mm. So yes, sir. Right, You're right on. So so you know the the government thinks it owns our kids, which is why they provide the schooling for them. Yep. Or the government thinks it's supposed to provide all the welfare programs. Um, when the Bible clearly says that the family is the first backstop for poverty and and widows. And then the church is sort of the backstop of the family in those situations. The deacons might jump in to help with that. Uh, but nowhere does it say that it's the government's job um, to, you know, provide food stamps or, or welfare or education or education. And so my and of course, there's other jurisdictions that can overstep their bounds too. you know, a, a father could you know get it into his head that he can uh, serve communion or uh, perform excommunication. But that's, you know, that's the church's jurisdiction and, and so forth. How, how much work do you guys do on um, particularly teaching what the Bible says on what God has assigned to different jurisdictions? Yeah, it's a great question. One of the um, so at Karis Bible College here in Colorado Woodland Park, um, in the third year of the college, students can uh, select fields of uh, specialization or vocation, and one of them is the Practical Government School, which I uh, was blessed to be able to help start, and I still teach in and uh, help develop the curriculum for. and And we talk a lot about jurisdiction um, and uh, biblical role. Uh, is another way of putting it. But the Bible is pretty clear, I think, when it comes to government, that the role of government uh, 
is to um, punish evil and reward good, and uh, that it is never commissioned with responsibility for um, education, never commissioned with responsibility for taking care of the poor, uh, or a myriad of other things that we now allow it to do. Um, and 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 I I always say this that uh, everything has a purpose, and when you use something for you know contrary to its purpose, then it's going to be destructive. It's going to be damaging. It's going to cause harm. Right. Um, and, and that's what we see with government. So the, the role of education uh, or the, the jurisdiction of education biblically uh, belongs to the family and to the church. And that's that's where it rested in um, mm. in Western civilization for hundreds of years. And yeah. um, America uh, had, you know, the education system in, in this country was the envy of the world yeah. um, until we pushed God out. And when we push God out, you lose, of course, you lose light himself um, and knowledge and wisdom himself, but but you lose the the philosophical understanding for everything that we hold hold dear. Um, without God, there are no rights, for example. Uh, there is no dignity of the individual. Um, there is only power and hmm. desire. Yeah, so, Marxism, yeah. Um, yeah, that's where we that's where we find ourselves now. Um, the the standard of morality on the left is essentially the end justifies the means, mm-hmm. and um, and that's where we're finding ourselves now. Because uh, who's to say, right? Everybody's talking about oh, your truth and my truth. Right. Uh-huh. Um, there is no standard anymore. So and, okay, well, and we so, could go on and on about that. Yeah. But, so yeah. Richard, I can't I can't let this go. Then um, if you're saying that the government is should not be involved in education, but you got your nine year old in in government school, it, it seems like you got a weak a weak link in your armor when you're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I don't know of a church that is providing the education that I want him to receive. Uh, that is within um, uh, within our ability to take advantage of. So, mm-hmm. um, we're you know that's that's the decision that we made there too. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's why I said yeah. I think it's. You, you know, we don't want to be doctrinaire about what individual families should do because um, one of the things I'll just throw this out there, something for you guys to think about. What would happen? What would happen if all the churches in in the major cities of this nation, or the leading churches even, got together and and pitched in you know five to ten percent of their revenue and said we're going to start a free education system? Yeah, yeah, and, oh yeah, uh, K through twelve. Amen. Um, Classical Christian. We're, we're going to teach teach the teach the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, but all other doctrinal issues, you know, we're not going to worry about that. Uh, we're going to raise up these kids in basic Christianity, general Christianity, as John Adams called it, sure. yeah. and and give them the best education in town. Yep. Public yeah. school system would be out of business. Well, and, 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 Amen. and we should be Amen. driving. But I also want to take the responsibility and put it at the father to be teaching his children yeah. the ways of the Lord right. and let the church be the backstop for that. So again, I do want churches yeah. to, to be a part of encouraging that, but I want fathers to lead it. So regardless if a church is doing it, it's or dad's has a, job institution, first. It's dad's it, job daddy first. got to step up yeah. and say, well, well, shoot, we're going to bite this one, honey. We're going to start a school. Well, we're yeah, going to start yeah. a homeschool. Maybe, maybe, maybe our vacations yeah, to go out the door. Maybe daddy's <laughs> got to drive a beat up truck or whatever has got to be, but we got to figure out a way. Why are you yeah. going to be talking to me about about me like that. Yeah, well, well, shoot, all of us. <laughs> you know, we're, all, I mean, we're all there, this, Toby. But, <laughs> as much as I, I do want to, you know, there's a buck that, the puck that stops at the church too, but there's one that stops with dad as well. And mm. what is daddy going to give yeah, up right. to make sure that my our, our children aren't lost or even in an environment 
that could take them. Because I'm sure, I'm sure you, you know, know the stats and all this. Up to 80% of our kids are losing their faith by the freshman year in college. Yeah, That's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's incredible. Well, there's another. I, I I hear what you're saying there about the role of dads, and you know, one thing your listeners ought to know: we we've homeschooled a lot. And yeah, it's yeah, amazing yeah. how much is out there. There's so much, so many resources for parents, and right. high quality stuff. Like, yep. take the Apologia Science Curriculum, for yep. example. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it is outstanding, challenging, hard, mm-hmm. difficult. You know, and there's uh, all all kinds of logos online out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you a story. Uh, we we had our kids in um, a private Christian school uh, once, and uh, and he, and my son's bringing home this stuff that's talking about uh, dinosaurs and millions of years and yeah. evolutionary stuff. And oh, I'm like, what in the world? So wow. So I went in and talked to the science teacher, and I'm like, what do you you know what's going on here? He said, well, we looked at curriculum, and we just couldn't find anything that was you know credible. And I was that was it for us. We oh took man, out, you yeah. know, uh, no. yeah. We, well, we can hard. help you there. You just call he, us, and we'll take care of okay. that. I got <laughs> to do this before you go, Rich. I'm enjoying this conversation with you, brother. But I know we got to let you go. Here, I want you to really talk about. I think Christians, in one way or another, understand we get the religious part. I don't think we're doing super well in our grade report on any of these particular areas, mountains, these mountains. Yeah. But I know for sure we're doing horrible on the arts and media side. Like Ooh. I, we're not even mm-hmm. passing on that. How is it that we're not we even can, showing up? No, we're not even showing up. What is a good way to encourage to help us to engage as it relates to arts and media, particularly cross politics? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how are you guys doing that? What are ways that you guys are doing it? And and because when we do engage it, I mean, no, no poke, but it looks like pure flicks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm actually encouraged uh, in that arena. I think that um, uh, the church is beginning to make progress and take take background in the arena of arts and entertainment. Um, uh, so, you know, if you look at the films, uh, I think the quality of Christian films is improving. It's growing. Uh, in general. All three it's of slow, them. It's slow, man. It's painfully <laughs> yeah, slow. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. Well, like at, at Karis Bible College, you know, uh, there's also a third year school of creative arts, which is dramatic productions. There's a school of media, for example. So I think believers have to be, the first thing is they have to be trained in the Word of God mm-hmm. and uh, begin, and a, a, a biblical worldview is absolutely essential. And we're not doing that. We're not giving them that. So who cares about training on how to run a camera? If you don't have a biblical worldview, who Amen. cares about holding office if you don't have a biblical Amen. worldview? Because Amen. you're not going to apply that worldview Message. in what you're doing. That's right. So so that's number one. But then they, we got we to gotta encourage our kids um, to pursue knowledge, to pursue excellence in whatever. First, determine where you called to, what part of the world, society, everything. What are you called to? Where are your heart? Where are your passions? But then go and get the skills and be the very best you can be for the glory of God in that arena. And let's stop talking about, oh, that that's uh, that's a dirty business. Oh, that's a that's a uh, you know stay out of government, stay out of politics, stay out of arts and entertainment. I think in in evangelical and especially Pentecostal circles, that's what we've heard for a mm. long time, and it's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is dirty. That's because we're not there. We need to oh, get in there. And we need to sanctify it and clean it up and produce stuff that's wholesome and good and glorifies God. Mm. You, you're sounding Presbyterian. <laughs> All right. Here you go. <laughs> all right. No, go. no. La- last thing. I okay, got, one, I got one, one, more. one more. All right. So we've been talking about all this impeachment hearing stuff. So, oh, yeah. Richard, just oh. maybe give us like 30 seconds, one minute. Like, what's your takeaway? What's going on with the impeachment hearings? 
Yeah, the, these impeachment hearings is um, it's a ruse, and it's actually a coup that is in progress, and uh, where uh, they're trying to eject a duly elected president. And there was no, e- even if you take their allegations uh, as true, there was no crime committed, uh, so there's no high crime and, and misdemeanor. There certainly is no bribery um, and no treason. So at, at best, there's the the hint of maybe inappropriate influence, but. But uh, the the elephant in the room that no one seems to be talking about in the media is the fact that Joe Biden did exactly what they're accusing Trump of and bragged about it. And and furthermore, doesn't the doesn't the government of the United States have a legitimate interest in uh, rooting out corruption and and improper activity by its elected officials in other countries, which is what happened with Joe Biden. And so the president, President Trump, was perfectly within his uh, constitutional duty and authority to. To ask the government of the Ukraine to look into that matter. The fact that Joe Biden happened to be a declared candidate for the presidency is secondary. Mm-hmm. Hey! So that, that's how oh. I look at it. Hey. Richard, we got to have you back on the show. Yeah. What, what, what website can we check you out at? Where's a good place to find out what you guys are doing and what you're up to? Uh, truthandliberty.net. Okay. Truthandliberty.net. Wow. Hey, Richard, thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. That was great. We we really enjoyed it. That was good stuff. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. More cross politics when we come back. God bless you too, brother. you need a little red meat in your diet, Pastor Doug Wilson. The one thing needful, as C.S. Lewis once argued, is represented by a Middle English word, salempna, which expresses something which is desperately needed in our worship. On either side of this salempna, we have this error or that one. Either we are right out there on the cutting edge with worship teams, the thumping band, and all the rest of it, or we are content with our lazy afternoon orthodoxy. If the preacher were ever to whack the congregation with one of those things you use for cleaning rugs, the cloud of dust would look like it had been raised by Jehu's chariot. To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at dougwills.com. Kind of sticks in your teeth, don't it? I need to put some Kanye on our open right now. I need my Chick-fil-A. I don't think he was talking about Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> he said, you my Chick-fil-A. You my Chick-fil-A. I think he's talking about, you know what I'm saying, somebody uh, else. Uh-uh. You my Chick-fil-A. I think he's talking uh, about his wife and his family. Uh, yeah. You my Chick-fil-A. I'm yeah. closed on Sundays. Yeah. You my Chick-fil-A. You yeah. know what I'm Yeah, strong start on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politics. Hey, my favorite line, though, is like, everybody want that Yandy, but Jesus Christ did that laundry. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, that oh, was that was man. that was. I, I was with that. I, I don't think I'm ever gonna say or sing Sila the same. Uh, <laughs> that's a warrior song. Oh man, it's such. Yeah. It's like it's a war song. Yeah, it, it is. And um, like I mean, I don't know what he's been studying, but you know, like it fits. Yeah, it fits, yeah. and it's and 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 I it's it the the word means like meditation. Pause. Think on it. Considerate. Meditate. But 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 you know, I I'm I'm hearing him. Like, but what are you meditating on? Right. You're meditating on the victory of God. You're yeah. meditating on his salvation. So that that war, that militant meditation. Yeah. It blends those things so beautifully. You remember when we had Timothy Brendel in here? Yeah. And he do. came in and he was like, you know, embracing the genres, especially of hip hop around song. Yeah. It's yeah. so important. Poetry. 
Yeah, but part of it too is that there is different emotional reflections yeah. in the Psalms, right. and we need genres to do those and right. express those rightly. Right. And I think hip hop will really and can and does bring a, a expression of warfare and militant grit to yeah. some of our psalm saying. Yeah. You know, I think we yeah. need more harmony. No, with and, that. And it, yeah, but. For real, and there's two shows of Timothy Brindle in our archives. Oh it, yeah, it, do it, that. And uh, re, you know, reformed hip hop rap artist. Salute um, to him too, man. Timothy and and Shylin. Look, Kanye's come out, and I don't want to forget that we've had some solid brothers. Some of these have guys have been doing this. Been doing this for a long time, and you can go to those guys and find. I mean, every album is great. Mm. But especially the last one from Timothy Brindle yeah, on right. unfolding, where he just walks through covenant theology and yeah. just whoosh, why so, you gotta baptize your babies? Go baptize your kids if you got children for show. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no. You know, we we. This is why it's a good time to become a club member so that we can get some of this stuff worked. So out. So we can push the buttons I mean, in the right time. I'm, I'm, uh, you, you keep talking. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna work figure it out for me. <laughs> figure it out. I, you, if if you're a club member and some of you club members, you're watching actually us record this show live. You're wondering. That's there you go. You're saying that's hilarious. A minute ago, you started recording and you said you were going to talk about something else, and then you just went on like this rant for like a couple minutes about Kanye. We do that. That's how it goes. That's how we roll. And if you want to watch behind the scenes, you can join and become a member at CrossPolitik.com. We love you. Thank you very much for all those who join. And this segment is brought to you by Moscow Family Dentistry. Dr. Mm. Ben Bowen. He's been fixing them teeth for. I don't know, years and years. Need your grill fixed? Yep. Yeah. In he, Moscow. And he's, he's a <laughs> but sponsor. But you can fly in and use Dr. Ben he, Bowen He's also. one of our yeah. sponsors now. Yeah, he's awesome. He cleaned all my kids' teeth just what? last week. Yeah. Yeah, they all like him. They love and, and you him. You know, he's also going to seminary here at Great Fires Hall. Or yeah. Or he's at yeah. Great Fires Hall, man. Yeah, if you've got any guys out there that want to study for the ministry, greatfireshall.com. You might check it out. It's our mm. church pastoral yeah. ministry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So, um, what are we going to talk about? New Apostolic Reformation. No, <laughs> is that what we're going to talk about? <laughs> I, I, are we not? No, I was uh, we were going to talk about the seven mountains. <laughs> I was going to talk about a little more detail about the seven mountains. Well, I mean, listen. So but, when I got when I but got back up, just I mean, I just think it's helpful to give our audience a little bit more background. Like we get in here, we start talking about this interview, yeah, yeah. and and On you're Thursday, like, this and, is, yeah. and you're like, hold up, guys, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> And like you, you were like you know. I started growing hair yeah, like, back out yeah, of my you head. Did. You well, did. Let me give uh, so from my perspective. So I grew up in the Presbyterian Church. Francis Schaeffer. My dad had a lot of his books yeah. and everything, and so I knew about the Seven Mountains through this Reformed Francis Schaeffer tradition. Right. And so I, I uh, Google on the internet. I was like, I wanted someone to come in here and talk about this. Francis and who? Schaefer. Schaefer. Oh, okay. You never heard of him? Huh? And white dude. And he's never fantastic. <laughs> And no, so, oh, no. so I, you did. You don't mess up. You just oh, said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever yeah, heard. That's I true. award you no yeah. points, and may God have mercy on you. And yourself. so I wanted to talk about this on the show because I think it's a helpful yeah. way to kind of right. think about what areas should Christians be focusing and, on that are yeah. really important. And for Schaefer, these are just sort of like kind of natural revelation, like sociological reality. Just, just like right, pictures right. of like, where are the biggest influences yeah. in, in our culture? Yeah. And that Christians should take over. It's kind of almost like the strategic and uh, Jim Wilson's principles. Uh, principles what's strategic and feasible? Yeah. Strategic and feasible. Kind yeah. Of like, well, so. when I, so growing up in the charismatic church, charismatic background, we have degrees of charismaticness. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And so we were the it's ones. It's like Baskin Robbins. You get pretty fruity quick. Well, <laughs> What? What? So they're they're the the center charismatic people who are thinkers and who are try to. That's kind of a weird thing to say. Center. Yeah, they're the, kind of the, the gooey center of charismatic. Well, they they still will speak in tongues. 
you know, Michael Brown, they, 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 they still believe in the gifts. Um, they might fall out in the spirit and the whole nine. They, there's this okay. kind of that center. There's this fringe though yeah. that are the snake handlers. Yeah. Um, that uh-huh. are on one side, and then you have on the and other. It's side. It's always funny when a snake handler gets bit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's what? like take me to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. He just ain't got enough faith. Yeah. But and then there's the other side. <laughs> the Lord's still working on his faith. Uh, yeah. The other side is New Apostolic Reformation, Jesus culture, where they tend to blend more inside of evangelicalism because. Uh, Charismatic theology, in one sense, has permeated um, basic evangelicalism at, at large. You know, uh, so it's there too. But but you were saying that some of these guys are heretical. So they believe in, so they 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 believe in all of the gifts, including apostles, including uh, yeah, and, and yeah. prophets. And a lot of charismatics still believe in that too. Uh, okay, in the center, but they but. But they don't mean apostle like the New Testament means apostle, no matter what they say. No, no, they don't mean no, no, no. Because not at all. because real apostles can write scripture. Yeah, and yeah. and they seen Jesus. They're authorized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are right. eyewitnesses of Jesus. <laughs> right, and so they have they've been authorized to speak yeah. for Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. these guys will claim that they've seen Jesus too, just so the record's yeah. clear. But but if they aren't writing the Bible, yeah, well, but they are. Are they? But that's what they're saying they're doing. Okay. And then they're Mormons. Right. Uh, oh, right. So, that's right. So that's that's the heresy part. That, well, and, if you're and, adding to the Bible, yes, you're a heretic. Yes, exactly right. Um, that's that, and that's what the Mormons yeah. think. They got a new revelation yeah. and they wrote a new, wrote a new book. Yeah. If yeah. you get a new revelation in Jesus, you write a new so book. If and you so, say God spoke to me, then write it down in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so there, there right. is a there is a the NAR New Apostolic Reformation group. Bill Johnson is very well known in that circle. The is IHOP. he Bethel? He's Bethel. Okay, Bill uh, Johnson's uh, yeah, Bethel. Uh, okay. I believe. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, that was the stuff that, that was, was sort of creeping us yeah, out and, so that and worrying me. us. That bothers me because the, what happens is, is that they have an idea of dominion too, but it's really perverted. And you and you, yeah, and you said they were like tying particular sort of prophetic promises and passages to like the, to the United, States. The United like, States. Like there's yeah. a river flowing out of Kansas and the and, IHOP and, and, and then Toronto and another one coming. Maybe I think, I think Redding, Redding. something like this. Yeah, they, some, they have it. But, but but like, yeah. And so that, that, that came from one of their apostles right. who prophesied. That. But again, that sort of sounds like eerily Mormon. Yeah. yeah and, this- and it goes that way. That's how some of the, and so what most of our brothers who are opposing the charismatic movement, some yeah. of our good brothers don't make distinctions between these groups. Right. And there's a lot of people in the charismatic movement, like Michael Brown, who will speak against NAR and those okay. guys too. Okay. Um, well, to but, be fair to Richard Harris, he didn't even really know anything the NAR. No, no. You know. and, and that was that was why we we, we got along great with him. Yeah, Because exactly. it was like, hey, you know, he's, a, he's, he's more in, he, in line with us. He's charismatic, but most... I don't know most, but a bunch of charismatics stick to the Bible. Yeah. My, my friend always says about charismatics, they really love their Bible, but they don't always have the faculties to be able to read it. And, uh, and, and I think that he's right. In a lot of sense, there is, you know, yeah. um, they're still, and I want to be careful. There are people who are thinking that they're hearing from the word of the Lord, and yet they don't want to put it in the Bible too. They're yeah. on the charismatic side. Right, right. I know. You know. And so there is, but they're it. I consider that a bit inconsistent. It is. But. Absolutely. I at least respect the fact it's a it's a happy inconsistency yeah. to recognize that the Bible is a unique authoritative word of God that yep. trumps everything else. Yeah, yeah. that's right. If you, if you got that, then we can work together. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just when I hear that, I, I want to be because again, our brothers who are fighting against the charismatic movement easily want to tie all dominionists together. Right. And that's just not the case. Right. right. And so there are people who are holding to the gospel being the center of all of this and applying it in every aspect, right. or, so, or just the Bible. I mean, but, but, yeah. I, I mean, they're saying the Bible applies to every area of life, which is yeah. what which is well, what and, Richard and, was saying. Yeah. And this is the point. I don't care. You pick any one of these seven mountains, or you or spheres of sovereignty, which I like to I like that conf, that thinking better because I think that's way more biblical. Yeah. Um. 
and not saying that the other isn't. I just think that spheres of sovereignty are clearly laid out in Scripture, and right. you can tie everything to that. Yeah. But if a man becomes a Christian, how does he live out that Christian life? That's right. If he believes the gospel of Jesus Christ, he has to live out his life in the civil realm. He has to live out his life in the public realm. He has to live out in his, obedience to yeah. Jesus. In, in obedience to Jesus in every right. realm that he walks in. Right. Right. And so the Bible has application to all of those. And right. so yeah. even people who um, don't agree with us in our eschatology can't help but identify that as a Christian lives out his right. life in any realm that he's in, he changes that. That's right. Right. And in one way or another, either right. they're going to stone him and kill him, which again, the blood of the martyrs is seed of the church, the church yeah. right? So the gospel is still going forth. I mean, look what they're doing in other countries to Christians. Right. And don't forget, some of these Christians don't have the theology that we have. Right. Yeah, they don't right. have the same reform perspective. But, but, it's, but they know that the Bible applies to all of life. And they right, know exactly. that if they have been claimed by Jesus and if they've been given the gift of the spirit, I mean That's that in right. a reformed way, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, but they, <laughs> but they, Presbyterian, but they taken that with them wherever yes, they go, which yes, is what right. Richard said. I mean, right, well, exactly. th- this is why I really like. So the one thing that Richard said that I thought was really helpful was that the church, the the, the biggest mountain is the church yep. that yep. God established here on earth. Yeah. And and I've been kind of kicking this question around for like the last three months: is how come the church we have so many Christians here in the U.S. How come the church is so impotent in our culture? And I don't think we are and, impotent in the culture. Well, well, we're helping it. No, for, I think we're for, discipling the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sin. I, yeah. I, I agree with you yeah. on that. We're actually we're extremely we're, we're impotent, impotent for good. For good. Yeah. And, and you know, remember when we talked to Joseph back home uh, a couple weeks ago in Seattle, and he said if just conservative Christians would just vote in just Seattle, show up. just show up at the polls, we would have Seattle. But I here, actually, here's, I actually but, confirmed that with but, another guy, a, a CEO I was talking to you know, two days ago here, about Seattle. Here's my problem with that, though. I think conservative Christians showed up in our town to vote, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we didn't do very good. No, yep, they voted for the liberals. No, so but but so, then, you, but then you, he connected. Yeah. You're right. You're right though. You're right though. <laughs> Just saying. But then he said, "There's uh, we we got off about uh, the great and the second great awakening yeah. is where he connected the church started stopping applying the gospel yep. to every area of our life." Yeah, and I right. actually agree with him on that. Amen. I think. Amen. And I I, I think his analysis was a little. Uh, I would add that actually Mormonism, Scientology. A bunch of heretical uh, religions came out of the Second Great Awakening. I don't think the Second Great Awakening is as big as everyone likes, a lot of Christians like it to make it out to, to be. And so we're suffering theological consequences right. or church con- impact consequences because of what started in the Second well, Great Awakening. Well, well, I just want to tie, I want to connect some of these dots. So the, 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 uh, the Second Great Awakening had profound political ramifications right. for this land. Yeah. It had theological ramifications, but because the church is the highest mountain, because um, theology always flows out your fingertips. Uh-huh. Theology always flows out the church and impacts the world around you. Yeah. And that's why you're exactly right. We are not being impotent exactly. We're being impotent for good. Yeah. And, and what, what, we're, what we're bringing them is a false theology and a, yeah, a, right. a, a, a completely, um, and he pointed out, dualistic theology, which yeah. means that God's word doesn't apply to all these things. Um, but the thing that I want to point out is that the Second Great Awakening was um, full of um, emotionalism. That's yeah. right. Oh, the, yeah. the, that's right. The first great awakening had emotion tied to it, yeah. but it was still doctrinally solid. Yeah. It still had a biblical backbone. And there, there was some wobbliness, even in the first great awakening and some, um, intramural, um, discussion between yeah. some of the principal figures of the first great awakening. Right. Um, but it didn't give into emotionalism. Right. But with Charles Finney uh-huh. and um, and the rest of the Second Great Awakening, it gave into emotionalism. That's yeah. right. It threw out 
the the the, the um, doctrine yeah. became very pragmatic. And it said it's all about my experience. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I think that's what it, we have given to our culture. That's right. We His have experience. given the emotionalism. Yeah. yeah. We we and so you go to church and what do you do? Well, we get wor- emotional. Worship means you go to church and you get emotional. Right. If you met with God, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that you learned yeah. the doctrines of grace or you learned yeah. Genesis the Revelation that's or you right. were discipled in the Word. It means right. You had some kind of emotional experience. experience. Right. So what are you taking with you then when you go out into the pu- public square? Emotional experience. Emotional experience. So what's the standard then if something is right or wrong, just or unjust? It's you. Your feelings. That's right. Right? It's your I feelings. I didn't like it. I was hurt by I that. Was, that's yeah. hurtful. Microaggressions. I don't think that's nice, <laughs> yeah. right? So who discipled this nation in our current situation, our mm. lynch mob situation, our Me Too situation? We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We the, the river is flowing right out of that sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's one big emotional we, river. We have filled yeah. the land with that right. emotional goo that right. it hurt my feelings. That's the standard rather than the word of God. So this is why we can have a church on every corner and not impact. What we're doing is all we're doing is sharing the gospel of emotionalism. And we, yeah. and it really shows in our in our homes, too, a lot. So-and-so hurt my feelings. Well, was they right? That's not the question we're the, asking anymore. The truth don't care no. about your feelings. That's right. And and we the way that we discipline our kids, I'm really convicted by what you were saying about that. The way that we discipline our kids is exactly how our higher courts are going to operate. Yep. So we're we're actually getting what we should what we're seeing yep. in our home. Yep. And so we're caring more about the person's feelings and less about the truth. Right. And we, we care about hearsay. So and so did this. Well, let's talk to him. Yeah. Where's the witnesses at? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, how did this work out? And, and if we so, can't practice so, it there, forget about seeing it in our positions of government. Yeah. Define the sin of feelings. Because I mean, basically, we're saying that this is sin. I think feelings are all sinful. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I didn't like that. That hurt my feelings. Whoa, whoa. But no. I mean, what, what was what's the sin we're talking about? Right. The sin is is allowing um, your feelings to the, trump the truth. God's word. Okay. Um, our our feelings, just like the rest of us, need to be discipled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. feelings are yeah. fallen, just like right. your mind, just like the rest of your sensibilities. Right. They're all fallen. It's all affected by the fall. Now. No, I actually think feelings are a gift of God. Yeah, uh, I don't think feelings are evil. I don't think right. feelings. I feel you, bro. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, happiness, joy. I, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, read the Psalms. I mean, the yeah. Psalms are full Sorrow. of emotion. Yeah, right. But our feelings need to be surrendered to Jesus. Amen. Yeah, the Psalm yeah. of Asaph is a great example they, of that. They need to be submitted to the Lordship of Christ, just like everything else. Yeah. And we have to recognize that sometimes our feelings are lying to us. That's exactly right. Right. I mean. You, every parent kind of instinctively knows this with little kids. You, you have to teach your kids to feel right. When, when they come out and they hit their sister, mm-hmm. you know, the stupidest question you can ask your two-year-old is, how do you think that made them feel? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> the dumbest question. No. They have no idea and they yeah. don't care. Or how do you think that makes mommy and daddy yeah, how feel? How do you think that makes and me so, feel? So this is why the church is unable to stand before God's enemies here on this. Absolutely. We are reading through uh, Joshua. If you guys are following yep. the uh, Bible, reading, the Bible challenge. reading challenge, we're reading through Joshua this week, and and it really like the story of Achan really struck me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you know, uh, God sends Joshua into the promised land. Their first accomplishment was taking down Jericho. Right. And God said, "Don't take uh, and um, no, they can take all the spoil, but give it to the temple." Yeah. In Jericho, and Achan uh, in the next battle took some spoil that they weren't allowed to take and he hid it under his, his uh, tent. tent. Yeah. 
And and then so Joshua goes and they go out uh, to fight another battle and they lose that battle. Right. And it was a tiny little army, yeah. it's a tiny yeah. little city, and they were yeah. like, "Oh, we can they take took them with three thousand yeah, troops." He just sent three thousand we'll troops. Take them out. Yeah. And and then so they go and then so Joshua comes back and just tears his clothes, puts on ashes, and just mourns before God. Yeah. And God said to Joshua, "What are you doing? Get up! Yeah, stop fussing! Stop fussing! Get up! There's sin in your camp. Yeah. Go deal with that. Go, sin. go deal, deal with that it. sin." And what was the most striking thing that that I think that that I read, and it's in chapter seven, verse twelve. It says, "Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, right. but turn their backs before their enemies, because mm. they have become doomed to destruction." Because there's sin in your camp, right? Mm. And they could not stand before their enemies. And one of the striking things that's, I believe, it's used in the story uh, uh, in that very same passage is God says you need to go deal with it, and He says, "Let your eye not pity them." That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's a phrase. Even if it's, I'm pretty sure it's there, but even if it's not there, it's, it's in Leviticus. It's definitely used Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy think, a number yep. of times. Yep. Exodus too. When you have sin in the camp, you have to deal with it and let your eye not pity. Yeah. You know, and that, because, and I think that's one of our curses in all of this. Again, yep. is is we do not deal with sin straight up the middle, right. uh, which is what love is. Yeah. Love deals with sin straight, straight up the up middle. The middle. Yeah. Now, the law of God also requires us um, to be kind, to be gracious, but we must not pity sin. Yeah. If you pity sin, if you pity evil, you're welcoming evil into your house, right. into your church, into your nation. Right. You know, that's also an exodus when they get at the, at the um, mountain where they have the uh, false idol, the, the calf. Yeah, yeah. And... It's funny because I always I'm so used to seeing the movie of X of that and I'm, I'm yeah, not, I've yeah. read it plenty of times. Yeah, we're yeah. going through it as a family. And it was like, oh, it was the Israel that lined up. God told them not to pity them and slay their brothers. Yep, a bunch of Levites. Yeah. I think I think you got a bunch yeah. of Levites yeah. and he said, get yeah. your swords, and get your get swords, your, yeah. go through your camp and, and go kill a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and don't pity them. Don't pity them. Let and, your and, eye not oh. pity. And so, and, so pastors should be going through their churches and killing yeah, sin. Exactly. And Colossians yeah. three applies this to everybody. If yeah. you've been raised with Christ, set your eyes on things that are above, not things yeah. on the earth. For you've died, and your life is hidden with God in Christ. Therefore, put to death yeah. your members which are still on the earth. Right. Right. Put them to death. Right. Mortify them. Fornication, yeah. homosexuality, se- right. you know, yeah. sexual immorality, yeah. all these things, even evil speaking. Yeah, that's right. What's coming right. out of your mouth? Yeah. Right. Put it to death. Don't have any pity on it. Yeah. Um, Amen. That's the standard. When we get back to the word of God, back to God's standard of justice, we surrender our feelings yep. to him. He gives us our feelings back like everything else, yeah. but he's got to sanctify them. Yeah. He's got right. to train them to actually be buried in Christ. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, them. Where our instinct mm-hmm. is to love the things that God loves and to hate the things that yeah. God hates, to fear God and not man. But all that has to be re yeah. Um, restructured, restored, reformed. I just want to add one thing when when we sanctify ourselves, because that's actually the same language that God uses in Joshua chapter no, seven. No. Yeah. He's like, go sanctify yourself, right? Deal with yourself, cleanse yourself, get sin out of your camp so you can stand before your enemies. Right. And in in the the imagery that Jesus gives us in the New Testament and then in Corinthians about being holy right. and your kids are holy. When we're sanctified and when we're holy and we're walking in, in the spirit of truth, um, that holiness, that sancti- that sanct- sanctifying uh, faith bleeds into the world. Oh, yeah. It touches everything. When and, Jesus heals the leper, yeah. he yeah. doesn't get dirty. Yeah. Right. The, the de- leper gets healed. Getting infected with holiness. And that's what that's right. what's, Richard Harris was, was dead on, where he was talking about Christians going with the Spirit of God, little temples into yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Starting yeah. at home. Sanctify yourself. Starting in your church. Yep. And then going out. You yep. take that sanctifying influence with you, um, and you're and you're committed to the Word of God. 
and you just say, I'm going to be faithful to him no matter what. And it cannot help but change the world. That's, That's exactly right. Yeah. And and you know what? Churches need to model that in church discipline so yeah. that families need to see how to do that yeah, in their homes. So yeah. Truth, yeah. From Truth and grace too. together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast to the glory of God. This is Cross Politics.